Welcome to Simple Tech Talk, innovative topics and creative introductions to the marketplace. Yes, welcome back to Simple Tech Talk, friends and listeners. Simple Tech Talk is proudly sponsored by Board Active, available online at boardactive.com. And it's an absolute pleasure to have founder and CEO of Board Active, Mr. Doug Pittman, back on the show. Welcome back, Doug. Hey, Joy. It's great to be back after all this long travel that, that I've been. Let's uh, talk about today. So, Doug, you're going to be on Kevin Pride's show. We've had Kevin on here in Simple Tech Talk. Yeah, I love Kevin. Kevin and I go way back. He was one of the initial uh, go-getters years ago when we first started out. He and I actually worked together on the first out-of-home creative. That's awesome. We'll have to get that link on the uh, Simple Tech Talk Facebook page. Yeah. So I look forward to being on Kevin's show. Yeah, that's going to be awesome. And we're looking forward to hearing about all of your adventures as of late, man. You've been on the road and making moves. Where all have you been? Oh, yeah, gosh. We see it start out in San Diego, and then uh, we hit Dallas and Orlando, Chicago, and New York probably in the last month. Mm. And uh, we're looking to go to London in a few weeks. So very busy time schedule. We've been talking to some really, really powerful brands. Uh, you know, we went out to the A&A conference out in Orlando, and we uh, have met a lot of different people and personnel and a lot of CMOs and CTOs and CEOs of companies, and uh, we're making waves. We're uh, we're taking the marketplace by storm, and got a big announcement soon on on our patent. I can't ex- expose it now, but it's major, and it's a market mover. And people will will know and hear of the Board Active brand if they haven't already heard so. It's so true. People are talking, and we can't wait to hear about that patent discussion and the interactions that you've had with some of the leadership in the advertising and out-of-home space, people like Anna Barger, Mike Donahue, Bob Leadis, and Spencer Graham. But I would be remiss if I did not mention that we have Board Active Director of Marketing, Mr. Cole Cummings, right here on Simple Tech Talk. Thanks for being on the show, Cole. Hello, hello. Thanks for having me, Joey. Of course, of course. It's a pleasure. So, Doug, let's talk about some of your interactions with these people and what's the response you're getting about the Board Active product in light of where mobile's going? Yeah, you know, uh, Board Active has come a long, long, long way. Well, this time last year, we totally revamped our product. It was a very, very tough and hard decision that I had to do as a founder and CEO of this company. And I knew that we had to do something in order to make a move on the industry and within the industry. We basically have developed a product that goes right along with our patent filing. And and our patent filing is extremely, extremely powerful. And so I knew that if we could make that product uh, side-by-side parallel with that patent, that, that we would really have something. So... So I've had lunch today, actually, with my uh, VP of Engineering and VP of Technology and congratulate those guys on the absolute wonderful job that they did and really told them how much I appreciated them and all their efforts and hard work and all. And they've, they've really done a great job in moving us to the top of the industry, in my opinion. You know, there's no platform out there in the industry that can take a visual and a creative and take that and show that that creative produced a sale all the way down to the point of sale system and do a report showing that that creative produced a sale. And that simple process in our minds, there's nobody else that's able to do that. And, and we can do that. And we do that for brands. And being out at these shows and talking to to these brands about Board Active and, and, uh, and I've talked to some of the biggest brands in the world 
And they all say the same thing, that you guys have, have done something that, that we really, really have been after. They want to know about us now, and, and they're talking to us. So years ago, I thought that we would have to do this, and I knew brands would be the one that pushed us to the top, and now they are. Years ago, you mentioned that time frame, and Cole, you've been here since day one-ish, man. What's the journey been like for you? <laughs> it sounds cliche, but um, it has definitely been a roller coaster of a ride. I got to meet Doug from a friend. Uh, I got a call one day that they needed help with marketing, and I walked into an office and saw a man in a blue tracksuit <laughs> with shades on, and I was like, I don't know who this guy is, but I'm about it. I'm down. <laughs> so we we talked about a vision, a big vision that Doug had of really kind of shaking up a market that didn't have technology as a part of it, really, being that of out of home, right? And he had all these big ideas, but they seemed too far away. They seemed too hard. Not possible. A lot of people were naysayers, said no, said it couldn't be done. But fortunate enough, we started working on patenting and that idea before anybody else did and it's been about what two years now and now we have a product well actually i started uh, thinking about this idea the patent idea and such but back in 2012 yeah yeah so yeah. even way before so, i met doug but yeah. like to look back from where we are now with a platform as robust as it is and a marketplace that really does know our name a group of what 14 people, mm -hmm. 14 mere hard workers that have uh, really turned this dream into something that is scaring a lot of people. It feels awesome to be a part of the ride, but um, it has not been easy. It's been absolutely insane. For anybody out there that's like, oh yeah, startups are crazy, that's all I hear, they really are. <laughs> <laughs> it is an insane ride, but... Um, Things are happening and it feels good for sure. And you know, whenever there's change and innovation, people take notice and you get mixed reactions, right? Some celebrate and some throw shade. How much of those reactions have you received as of late, given all of the changes that have taken place? <laughs> it's funny you ask that. That's, uh, the pushback is tremendous in the industry and it's okay because that drives me. They don't know me real well, and, and they don't understand that the more pushback you give to Board Active and our idea, the more we're going to ram it down your throat. I mean, it's just that fact. We know we have one of the best products in the world, and the brands recognize that. And people that actually use this product, uh, when they see our demos, are like, wow. Uh, it's one of those uh, features that... Uh, yeah, it's scaring the world. It's scaring the the competition, and and we're coming, and 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 we're we're not going to take second place to no one. Our product is second to no one, and I tell our team, you are second to no one. You have the absolute best product out there. I go to these industry shows, I see them, I hear them, and they talk data, 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 and that's not that's not where it's at. Brands want something that gives them not only data, but they want sales. They want something that can drive sales. They want something that can connect to their consumers, and we have what you call that Visualmatic platform. Mm. Visualmatic is simple. It's very easy. It's bringing creative down to mobile so the brand can interact with that consumer through mobile. And we give them that capability. They recognize it. They're smart. And they see that that technology that we have invented and that I'm going to protect, really, really strongly protect, they recognize that, that it is a, a market mover. So, Cole, I guess it's safe to say that you're the director of market moving here. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I like that title. Yeah. You know, it's been interesting. It's been kind of ever-evolving, you know, the way that we develop a product and then have to put our heads together and figure out how to hit the market, right? Um, but we're really seeing as this world shifts to mobile and everyone's starting to wake up that the easiest way to reach a consumer for the cheapest price is to advertise where they spend most of their time. That's their mobile device, right? And as more people wake up, they're starting to see a platform that can be that single source platform for mobile advertising, right? Not only can you get data on every single app user that has your app on their phone, but you can also message them in real time when it's relevant, mm -hmm. when they're receptive to messaging that could lead to buying, right? When they're in front of a storefront or they're pulling into their driveway or up to an event, not only do we give you a full detailed consumer profile that you can act on, but you can use our platform to message them in real time. Is that not what we're trying to do with mobile advertising? That's it. And I think that we're really getting to a point where people are kind of being like, holy crap, I wish we would have thought more about this a while ago. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, you definitely mentioned the challenges, right? It's not always rainbows and butterflies. Sometimes uh, when these product demonstrations take place, there's a little bit of hesitation. But there's been uh, an evolution of the product as of late that kind of calms that fear. Can you speak to that a little bit? Um, yeah, yeah. So a lot of that hesitation that we deal with is for all of this to work that we have some sort of code that you have to put into an app, right? And anybody that you talk to, that sounds really scary. Right? Oh my gosh, we're going to have to install something. Well, we're going to have to talk to our development team, yada, yada, yada. Joe's got to talk to Dan. Dan's got to talk to Victor. Right? There's a lot of gatekeepers in this process. And um, today, actually, we kind of had a breakthrough and we found that you don't even need to install an SDK to talk to our platform. All you have to do is have your development team talk to our three endpoints, and it takes about 10 minutes to get done which is a huge breakthrough. There's no more obstacle in saying, well, you know, that's a laborious process, or I don't know if the developers are gonna be okay with it, because once they have that control and they see how easy it is to not only enhance their product, but do it in 10 to 15 minutes, right, on their lunch break, wow, and be able to test that in real time before they push to the app store and this whole big, it's not that much of a hassle. So we're starting to talk to more and more people that are like, not only is this cost efficient, but it's not a hassle for us. So why would we not do that, right? Yeah. And, you know, a fair amount of the demos have taken place with people that perhaps work in the out-of-home industry. They don't themselves have apps, but they work with clients that do have apps. Doug, can you speak to the relevancy of that? Yeah. What I was, uh, I just got back from a trip from New York to the Ad Week up in New York, or the Digital Signage Week up in New York. And I've talked to gosh, at least 30 different uh, out-of-home companies and ad agencies, and every single one of those out-of-home agencies in general had a good conversation. And my question was, if you could have your own software and put your own name on this software, would you use it? And every single one of them said, Doug, if you can give me that, we're going with you. And so we have a solution with our white labeling program that... Uh, it's very, very simple. We've got a template set up. All they've got to do is go in and fill the blanks. And we got several questions that we have to know before we apply it. And we put it on a server, whether it's theirs or ours, and, uh, and then they go to work. It's that simple. They sell their product then to their advertisers that they're trying to sell. It's an add-on sale. 
agencies and out of home and shopping centers, malls, QSRs for their franchise, even direct mail. Mm. understand the value in white labeling the product and using it for their particular business. And we have that capability. We're that innovative and we're that disruptive. It's hitting the market and we're going to take advantage of it. Yeah, totally. To just kind of piggyback off that, you know, I think out of home is kind of having a revolution as well, right? Where the stagnancy and complacency that's been there for so long is starting to crumble a little bit. The younger people are getting into positions and everyone's starting to talk about how do we become innovative and how do we incorporate technology into what we've been doing for so long to make it better, right? And that is offering packages for your clients that go beyond just billboards or physical real estate. It's being able to say, not only can we give you this sign, but also if any of your app users pass that sign, you can drop that sign right onto their mobile device. And we can tell you what they do after. Do they visit the store? Do they redeem the coupon? Do they add something to their cart within the app and then not purchase it? You have a full profile of all the people that you are sending coupons to or, you know, targeting from your billboards. It's just like, why would you not enhance your product offering when you could? Yeah. Yeah. And out of home is more than just a billboard. I mean, out of home is uh, transit. Out of home is bus. Out of home is uh, in the airport. Out of home is everywhere. And mm-hmm. it's in your face. It's benches. It's really, really interesting. I had a, uh, a one-on-one with Anna Barger uh, from the OAAA, the new new um, elected president of, of that organization. And she's really, really smart. She come from a digital background. And... Um, you know, she's <laughs> the thing that I told Anna. We had a really, really good conversation, and uh, her and Stephen Friedis, the CMO, was there, and we had a really, really powerful conversation. And one of the things that that we talked about was the innovative part of OAAA uh, organization and out of home itself. And one of the things that that we talked about is is making, you know, how was is digital going to become innovative and disruptive for the out-of-home industry. One of the things that I told her, I said, you know, Anna, I said, we went out to OAAA show in uh, Las Vegas last year, and I said I was very, very disappointed. And I said, you know, out-of-home is more than just a picture. It is digital. It is technology. And I told her, I said, Anna, I said, it is out-of-home is never, ever going to be a solid market mover get up on their market shares, increase their market share until out of home becomes a technology company. She looked at me in the eye and she shook her head. Yes. And I mean, I understand where she's coming from when she talks about this, but she understands the fact that I've always said out of home in order to be relevant, in order to be powerful is going to have to be turn themselves into technology companies. Being agnostic at this point, she's listening to different opinions, but she really gets it. You know, Doug, in addition to the love you have for Out of Home, along with Anna Barger, you guys share similar interests in other areas. Go into that a little bit. Yeah, I actually found out she's a backcountry hiker, like myself. So uh, naturally, we talked about that, and uh, we really both enjoy backcountry hiking and uh, look forward to uh, maybe hiking together one day. So, uh, you know, we're uh, avid outdoorsmen. And, uh, and I love that fact about her. And you can tell she's an outdoorsman. You know, uh, it's funny, too, speaking of the back hiker type. 
What are some of the personality traits that you can take from people that are backhikers? Yeah, so I actually did a, uh, a LinkedIn post the other day, and, and I talked about that. And one of the, the things about backcountry hikers are we're determined. We, we uh, you know, somebody asked me up in, out in uh, the OAAA conference up in New York about hiring backcountry hikers. And I said, they asked me if I, if I would hire a, a backcountry hiker. And I said, absolutely. You know, those folks have backbone and grit and persistence and they find a way and they're determined and they finish the task and goals. You know, they accomplish impossibles and follow rules and bring creativity. They're disciplined. They work hard. They're respectful. They're leaders. They're thoughtful. They're thinkers. They're considerate. They are uh, passionate. They know how to make things happen. They get it done. They're relentless. They're fearless. They get it. They're physically and mentally tough. They won't be pushed around and bullied. And, and there's many, many more. So if you hire a backcountry hiker, you've got someone that'll, uh, that'll work their butt off for you. They are uh, very, very organized. And, and they'll get the job done. Wow, that sounds like some high-caliber character right there. What else did you and President and CEO of OAAA, Anabarger, talk about? We also talked about some of the other things, uh, Geopath. Uh, Geopath being a part of OAAA. I flat out told her. It's wrong. It's absolutely wrong for them to be joined. It is not fair to the other organizations that are in within OAAA. Geopath is not an organization that is agnostic. There's no way that they can be combined. They should not be combined because OAAA and Geopath are doing business. You may be a nonprofit, but you can't hide behind that nonprofit. Mm. I, and I speak for many members that, have, that I've spoken to that are in AAA that are upset, in fact, that they now have a partnership saying Geopath is the measurement source of OAAA. That's wrong. That is, you've got members in that organization that have businesses. You cannot monopolize an organization you have to either separate OAAA and geopath or you have to combine them you cannot be two anymore it's not fair to the other members of that organization and i made that point very very loud and clear she understood that and uh, and took it to heart i love geopath i love kim frank but it's not right it's totally unethical for them to be selling licenses back to OAAA members when you have members like us and several other organizations that are in the measurement business. And uh, and hopefully she'll make a, a strong decision to uh, clear that up real quick because uh, I think that is a really, really bad sticking point within the organization at this particular point that I am a member of. And um, hopefully she'll get that cleared up. And, you know, Doug, as long as I've known you, I've never known you to beat around the bush. You're a very direct man. (laughs) You tell it how you feel it and how you see it. So with that said, it seems as if in the times to come, Board Active is going to be taking on companies like Geopath and the like. How do you plan on doing that? Well, I don't think I don't think we'll be taking them on because, uh, number one, they don't have what we have. I think we have a much better product. You know, they may have a measurement product. Uh, and matter of fact, those guys actually talked with us back several years ago when Ge- uh, Geopath was getting going. Uh, the group that they have developed that product actually talked to me and was going to work with us. And then Geopath come and talked to them and they pulled that conversation and, and went with Geopath. But that's okay. You know, we made our product a lot more diverse and a lot more 
powerful since then, so it's okay. The geopath is basically doing what they're doing. But for them to be told that they are a measurement piece for the old AAA, that's totally, totally wrong. And, uh, and I made that known to her and to Stephen, and I uh, say that very loud and clear. Now, you alluded to the patent a little bit earlier. Without diving in too deep and divulging too much, how is that going to affect the space, generally speaking? Yeah, well, our patent basically, patent filing is basically touching a mobile device and opening it up for engagement, whether it be a coupon, discount, promo, whatever. That's yeah, huge. It's very, very powerful. Uh, it's within a geolocation area. And then being able to retarget and then send another notification and retarget within a secondary geolocation area, that's our patent. And it doesn't just cover regular mobile devices. It covers augmented reality, 3D, virtual, and holographics. And it also covers beacons. And so once this hits the marketplace, the vendors out there realize that, wait a minute, <laughs> we're going to have to talk to Board Active and, and get a license agreement with them. That's something that's going to have to happen because, uh, you know, I've been in, working on this since 2012. I'll be damned if I'm going to let somebody steal my invention and work it. Absolutely, as it should be. Cole, you've been head of marketing this product through its evolution, changes, and restructuring. What are you most looking forward to in the times to come? That's a hard question. What am I most looking forward to? Um, he's looking forward to getting that big paycheck whenever he's <laughs> going after his boss. Trying to figure out a way to That's say that. That's what he's politely. looking for. Uh, That's what the, you know, he's a smart kid. You know, he's, he's looking forward to get that big payday. No, I can't answer that honestly. Obviously, everybody wants to get paid, right? That's yeah. why we're working our ass off. But for me, getting to see, you know, the cutthroat world that is business and getting to hear and watch and shake hands with people that are naysayers and are not afraid to let you know that. Mm. That's what drives my day-to-day effort. And I can't wait to get to that point where I'm standing on top of that peak and laughing from the mountaintop, right? Mm. While everyone else is like, gosh darn, we thought it was a joke. (laughs) You've actually been told that, right? Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, I've been so fortunate to be a part of this ride and just learn everything I've gotten to learn. But one of those things is that competitors are not always nice, especially when they know that you could be a potential threat. And I think we're in such a weird place of leverage where we do have a really powerful product, but also we might have some proprietary advantage here. It's going to shake things up. So what I'm most excited about is... How we handle this this adversity and all this stress and and what comes from actually reaching success and what comes from finally getting to that point where we're like, wow, it's been hard, but we got it done, right? And despite everything, despite all the factors that make a successful startup hard mm. to overcome those obstacles and really, you know, get to the peak, get to the peak of that mountaintop that you've been climbing for so long. That's what that's what I want, obviously. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As the founder and CEO of a company, you know, you try to find the best people to work for you. And I believe I have. You just think of it as a major league baseball team or such. And you've got some really, really true superstars that are within your group. I have future CMOs in my group. I have future CTOs in my group. These guys are learning as they go. One day they will get that big paycheck. But then one day they will go out and they will lead their another group. They will remember these days and they will educate themselves and they will be very, very 
powerful when they go out into the world and they start doing their C-level type positions. But to have people on your staff that are all capable and you know in the future of being CTOs, CMOs, maybe even CEOs, that's what I've hired. And these guys, all of them, to the man, have worked their butts off. They take ownership in what they do. They have pride in what they do. And they don't want to be second to no one. They don't want to fail. And they're not going to fail. That's huge advice. Again, in case you're just joining us, we are with founder and CEO of Board Active, Mr. Doug Pittman, and director of marketing for Board Active, Mr. Cole Cummings. Doug, what would you say to somebody who has the next best thing, right? They have the idea, they have a thousand people telling them no and laughing at them. What would your advice be to them as they progress in their dream and making that come true? You know, the thing that I can tell you is, uh, gosh almighty, I've, there's so many times that I've just wanted to say, what am I doing? What did, why do this? You know, I get job offers all the time. As a CEO and a founder of a company, I get a lot of big-time job offers. You know, hundreds of thousands of dollars in a place on the beach or something like that. It's just been tremendous as a founder and CEO. But what you have to do is you have to have your mind on that vision. You have to have your thoughts, your perception, your focus on one thing, and that's finishing the task. You have to finish the task in order to be successful. You cannot almost have done something. You have to have the drive, the energy, the motivation. I get self-satisfaction in the fact that every day when I go home, I know that I give it my best every single day. Every single morning I get up. I'm here at 435 o'clock every morning. But the fact that you give it your all, the fact that you got something that you really, really want to accomplish, and the fact that you are just absolutely bone-dead tired sometimes, and you have to get up every morning, and you don't want to get up, you want to sleep, but you tell yourself, I've got to go. I, I cannot stop. Because if you stop, it stops. Mm. Especially when you have people, personnel. You've got investors. When you get investors, as a founder and CEO, there's no more stress than having an investor because you are then responsible for making sure that they get a return on their investment. Every single day, you have to work your butt off for your investors. Every single day, you have to work your butt off for your employees. Every single day, you have to work your butt off for your brands, for your customer. And that's one thing that if you've got it in you, you can do that. If you don't have it in you, you, don't, you shouldn't even try. Because it will absolutely grab you by the throat and it'll choke you down. Mm. Wow, that's a really descriptive picture of the struggle of success, right? It doesn't come easy. It's not given. It's earned. Now, you've spoken to the dreamers. Now's your opportunity to talk to all the doubters out there, past, present, and future. All the doubters. They, they, there's always <laughs> doubters. You know, holy cow. It don't bother me. Negativity only drives me. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's a motivator. I've always been that way for me my whole life. You know, when I played football and, you know, people were always like sack of string and stuff like that. It's something, you know, that, that was acceptable. Some of them, well, I never accepted sack of string. You know, I was uh, always driving to, to get in there. I always wanted to be in, in the middle of it. And I, and I was always in the middle of uh, making things happen. And so, you know, with the doubters and such, they might as well stop. <laughs> they would be better off if they stopped. I mean, because all they're doing is making me go. Wow. And so 
it's not a big deal to me. It's uh, you're always going to have people that that are going to have pushback and stuff like that. And what I say is, if you push back, I'll put it back down your throat. So <laughs> they'd be better off just to not say anything and and uh, work with me because I'm easy to work with. I'm the easiest person in the world to work with, and I want to work with with everyone. But I know what product we got, and I know that we are are going to be a, a market mover. And I know that brands are picking up on it. They see the true value in our software and in our product. And uh, we're going to get there. You know, Cole, when the payday comes, and it's going to come, what are you going to say about Doug while you're on that stage toasting to his legacy? I love this question because I was actually going to try to say something while he was talking about, you know, not giving up and stuff like that. There's a lot of things about leadership that, you know, you can learn from and are admirable, right? But the thing that I see in Doug and the reason that I still work with Doug, despite how hard all of this is, is the fact that there are two type of people. One are when faced with hardship, they quit. And the other are when faced with hardship, they deal with it and they overcome right? There's a quitter and an overcomer (laughs) in lack of better terms. But all I've gotten to witness is nothing but obstacles and great excuses for Doug to give up all the time, almost every week. Yet somehow we're all still here working on this. And I think about it all the time that I'm fortunate to get to see someone sacrifice literally everything to make his dream come true and eat dirt for as long as possible to get that job done. And if you're not willing to get hit in the face, to get knocked down, and when everyone's booing you and screaming at you and spitting on you to get back up, pour water on your face, wash off, and hop back into that ring... It's that. It's those type of people that get it done, that make the money that you read about in Forbes and you hear about on podcasts. Those are the people that don't give up. That's all that it takes. And that's what I can't wait for is like I taste it. I taste the success, and it's like I've had to spit out all the BS for so long that I can't wait to just be like, oh, my gosh. When you grind as hard as possible, you always get it done every single time. It's just a mindset. And there's types of people that can do it, and there's types of people that can't. And I work for Doug Pittman because he's one of those types of people. Yeah. How does that hit you? I mean, <laughs> you know, I've got some really, really great employees, as you know, and they, my job as founder and CEO of a company is give them vision, give them a goal. And that's all I do is, is give them challenges and goals. And, and help them meet them. And they do. Every week we have our meetings and I give them goals and challenges to hit. And uh, the expectations are is they want to hit those. And they do. Most of the time they do hit those goals. whether no, no matter how far off they are, they hit them. And as a leader of a, of a group and a, a company, you have to have the vision. If you don't have vision, you don't have a future. Doug, earlier today, I was on LinkedIn, and I saw you post a picture of you and some really awesome dudes sitting around you in a booth. Tell me about those guys. Those are my five key investors that, uh, if it weren't for those guys, wouldn't be here. They are absolutely my biggest supporters. I would give their names out over the podcast, but they would be getting phone calls galore. 
and I don't want to. I don't. I promised them I would never expose them to getting phone calls from people wanting them to invest because, you know, they are they're focused on one thing, and that's board active. Those guys are absolute tremendous part of board active. They are part of our team. They are as hardworking as as anyone in our organization. They're not just investors. They do advising, and they help in any way that I ask them to help. Mm-hmm. I have one uh, of my investors that's been with me for quite a while, and uh, he leads my investor group. He ha- actually handles all of my issues or questions or comments or anything from the investors. If I, I pretty much talk with him almost daily. And that's one of the things as a founder that you have to do in a CEO. You have to talk with your main investor every single day and give them the good, the bad, the ugly. You have to tell them when the things are, are going very, very well and when things are going very, very bad. But you, you're open, transparent, and communication is, is part of, of being uh, a good foundation for a company. All my investors are small business owners. They all know what it takes to make things happen. They don't really know software very well, but that's okay. They know business. One of the things that I can tell you, they've always said when I've needed money or any way, form or fashion, write a check, they write a check. Well, that shows faith in you. The thing that (laughs) that they all tell me is, Doug, we bet on the jockey, not the horse. Mm -hmm. And so when you get investors that believe in you per se, they're not investing in the company. They're betting on you. They're putting all their money into everything that you've got. That's why you can't quit. Yeah. You can't quit. I mean, you just keep driving. That's part of your cycle of why you don't quit. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, there's there's four parts to a, to a startup or to a business uh, when you're beginning that you really have to pay attention to as a founder. Not just one, but all four. And that's technology. That's your sales. That's your legal. And that's your investors. Those four are like running wagon wheels. There's always, always something going on in each one of them. There's four parts. You have to take care of each part all the time. And uh, But those guys, my investors, make it really easy to handle that uh, one quarter of that uh, wagon wheel. There's no doubt about it. And I am so grateful to those guys. I'm actually going to be naming, <laughs> naming uh some of our awards on them because each one of them has a special place in my heart for different types of arenas. So we're going to be awarding awards probably starting this year in honor of those guys. They're very, very special and uh, they're very, very loved. They love our team and they actually are are very, very big part of, of, of board active. And not just anybody can be an investor, right? You've had some people try and throw money your way, but it just wasn't the right yeah, fit. Yeah, I get I get offers all the time from venture guys and such, you know, several millions of dollars. But we got a small cap, and we want to keep it that small. Uh, that way, we can share it with the the employees, and we know that it's add a little adds a little pressure to to us as a as a group in an organization. But we're okay with that because, you know, keep it small cap and. Uh, you know, some of the investors that come in, we actually had one investor that came in and he caused a little turmoil. Um, we're very choosy and picky about our investors. And, but he, he caught, you know, like some investors do, they want to tell you what to do and how to do it. And they know how to do it better and stuff like that. And, and I can handle that. I can handle advice and I will handle advice. But when you, when you do things that are what I call unethical, uh, and you say things that are, are detriment to your company, then you have to, as a founder and CEO, you have to find, uh, you know, a common ground. And if you can't find that common ground, you know, you have to make a decision. 
Um, I've actually fired investors mm. and given their money back. Wow, that's yeah. huge. Oh, yeah. You have to do that sometimes as a founder and CEO. It's not a popular decision, um, but it's a, it's a decision that you have to have the backbone to do as a founder and CEO of a company. Every time we talk, you talk about the path and some of the hard decisions you've had to make. And Cole, I know you've been here for a lot of those hard decisions, including some let goes, some hires. What are some of the greatest moments that you've experienced in that process? And what are some of the hardest moments you've experienced? Wow, wow, wow. Okay, well, I know the hardest one. (laughs) I got a call one morning. I was actually still in school at the time. And I got a call that my boss and the whole sales team and pretty much everyone that worked at this company was scrapped, except for me and two of the developers. And Doug said, it's your task to work with them to redo this product, essentially. We're going to start from ground zero. It's y'all. Get to it, right? It was a shock, but also I lost a lot of friends instantly, Mm -hmm. right? Um, And that's part of the startup world, you know? You meet people um, and things change rapidly, right? And um, that's definitely one of the hardest days was kind of being like, oh, crap. Um, But it also turned into one of the best days. So for a whole summer, Michael Hunter and I worked on the new version of this platform. And up until the point where we finished this platform, Doug's idea for this product has always just been a dream. No one had ever been able to put it together and show it to him that it worked, right? That you could enter a geofence and get a message in real time and track behavior afterwards, right? Everyone sold that pipe dream. A bunch of developers said they could do it. Nobody could do it. And I remember the day (laughs) that we walked outside with our phone and got that message right as we stepped into the geofence. And I was so excited to tell Doug it was like better than Christmas morning. Like I was like, I am about to make Doug's whole life. Like we're about to show Doug that sometimes when you make hard decisions, they're for the best. And that we did have a lot of extra fat on our team that we needed to trim. And guess what? It worked. We made the product. It works. And yeah. we have that product. And that was... Um... Yeah, expand on that a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Expand on that. You know, I let my president, my CRO, my CTO, my CMO, and four of my uh, top sales guys go all within a week. Because I knew mm. that our product was not going to hit the market. And it was not going to be... It was going to take a lot more time to do what we needed to do if I kept all of those guys. And it was going to be very costly. Mm. And so I had to make a decision as a, as a founder and CEO, another one of those tough, tough decisions that you have to make, that we were going to have to scrap it down. I picked my top people as far as revamping. I knew that Cole was my marketing guy, that he, he worked with me. Uh, we had to revamp our marketing strategy, and we had to revamp our technology. And uh, it was either that or go out of business. Wow. And I told my investors, this is the direction we got to go. And they all took a breath and said, Doug, go for it. Mm. And, and we turned it around and, and made the product what it is today. But we had some really powerful people that uh, give some insight. And those are the people that I call my Hall of Famers. Mm. <laughs> They'll never, be, never, ever, ever, never be forgotten. But they, they took a beating, uh, a marketing beating, a sales meeting beating. 
uh, it was just a technology beating. It was horrific. But like I said, it's uh, it's something that, that we did. We made the decision. We knew we had to revamp marketing, and we knew we had to revamp technology. And we did it. We actually did it. And uh, holy cow, we got something now. <laughs> Amen to that. I've seen it firsthand. I've been fortunate enough to demonstrate the product for potential clients. And the overwhelming reaction that I get is awe, right? Mm -hmm. You guys can do that. That's what you guys do. And the answer is yes. And so much more. Cole, as you mentioned before, it goes beyond setting geo fences and sending out location-based messages. It's about constructing profiles that can be used for future campaigns. And as we merge into a completely, almost completely mobile world, as apps become as relevant, if not more relevant, to websites, enough can't be said about that. Yeah, for real. And I mean, I mean, you just said it, right? The game is changing, and a lot of people are understanding that the status quo of marketing and what they were doing to promote their business and attract customers, you can't do those same things anymore. The status quo is changing every single day. And one of those things is this phone. It's all about this. And more and more people are using apps, downloading apps, trying to build their loyalty program, right? Attract people through that mobile device. And we have a software that can help you make your app so much better. So it took us a lot of time, right, for, for us to sell this kind of dream, right, that you need this, that this is beneficial. And now it's not that hard to sell because people are saying, we spent all of this time and money on an app and we want to use it to increase our sales, to increase conversions, to build long-lasting relationships with people because we know about them, right? We know where they go, what they like, what they do, and how they interact with our product. Aren't those things that you want to know about the people that you're trying to get into your store? Yeah. Of course, right? So it's not that hard of a sell when people are approaching you for a solution to a specific problem. And a lot of people are waking up to that problem. That problem is how do we reach consumers on their mobile device? And our answer is Ford Active. So Doug, you've talked a lot about the path here, but the journey is what's important. What's straight ahead in your mind? A lot of sales, a lot of movement on sales. A lot of brands are grabbing it. We just hired a uh, new sales rep as John's Price. Uh, he come from a uh, a brand background. He's got got a really really extensive background. He knows a lot of the A and A members, and uh, you know John will be very very vital in our uh, marketing and sales division. And so look forward to him going out and making some of his contact. And uh, I think actually he's going to be on this podcast here soon. Mm -hmm. So I uh, look forward to hearing that. But, you know, the thing that I can say is, you know, we're going to be out there. We are going to London in about three weeks and we're going to go and uh, hopefully capture the Innovative Product of the Year Award for 2019 over in London. Wow. Yeah. With the uh, Restaurant Association. So. Uh, we look forward to that. And uh, if anybody in London is listening, come meet us and greet us. Say, hey, love to love to see you. And uh, we are taking this thing international. We have uh, things happening in the Middle East. We've got things going in Australia and all over. Sales is where it's at. We're really making some big progress in that. You know, I'm looking forward to the fact that my friends at A&A and AAA and such uh, see the value prop that we give them. And that, um, you know, we're not com competitors. We are actually friends. Mm -hmm. And we are we're people that can connect them to B2C sales. 
and naturally we want to we want to help them. You know, you speak very highly of Anna Barger, the new president of OAAA, and we're going to be very lucky to have her on the show eventually. Hopefully in the next few weeks, but uh, it'll definitely be maybe after the first of the year, we, we're definitely going to have her on. And I'd love to have uh, Bob Leodice back. He uh, and I are really good, good friends. And Mike Donahue with ANA and and uh, love that organization tremendously. They've been open arms for us. You know, Bob sees the value that we bring to their membership, and he's told me that. And so look forward to expanding that relationship with ANA. Hopefully we can uh, um, get with uh, OAAA and, and, and get some movement within the OAAA organization. And, and they see that what we have is something that is, is not a negative or a competition sake. It is, it is actually something that, that advertisers want. It will be a patented technology soon. And uh, we love to license our product with, with anyone. And we do that through our labeling program, like we stated. So we're open-ended. We're software who care who uses us? We have the ability for them to really make a lot of money. Wow, Cole. Anything to add to that? Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm really excited for these next few months coming up. I think we're gonna hopefully make a big splash in London, getting to be a keynote speaker there, and letting everybody know, especially in our space, that um, we do have a really cool software that a lot of people want to use. And I bet they're gonna be quite curious when we get up on that stage and talk about. Um, you know, the future of mobile marketing. What time is our my keynote over in London? It's on the 19th. Is it like 1 o'clock? I want to say it's like one thirty. Yeah. So anyone in the uh, London area, come see us. Again, uh, love to have you in the audience and uh, ask those tough questions. <laughs> Maybe we'll get a live stream going on on Facebook. Oh, That's a possibility. Uh, that'd Let's, a that, that might be a good idea. So so let's see where... Uh, where this goes with uh, with the uh, the market, and uh, I think that we've really, really again got a uh, very, very powerful product, and and uh, I love love the out of home industry. I love the A and A group, and the brands, and look forward to uh, working with them. Man, exciting time straight ahead. Of course, with founder and CEO of Board Active, Mr. Doug Pittman, and director of marketing, Mr. Cole Cummings. Always a pleasure to have both you guys here on Simple Tech Talk. And I can't wait to have you back and get some updates on what goes down in London. Oh, yeah, we'll be back. Thanks for having us, Joey Joey. Yeah, thanks, Joey. Appreciate it. Look forward to meeting uh, all our listeners. Thanks for listening to Simple Tech Talk. Visit us online at boardactive.com. And follow us on the socials. Oh, and one more thing. If you like the podcast, you'll love our blog. Check us out on boardactive.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.